0: WATD presents Monday Night Talk with your host, Kevin
1: Tachi. If it's Monday night, it's got to be Monday Night Talk with Kevin Tachi. so thanks for having me on. Kevin, good for you
0: to hold back and let him tell a story. Putting the South Shore spin on politics, current events, and pop culture. You guys are the center of the universe today. Always the political universe. I
2: believe both of you are, are from the area of Marshfield, guys, yes, no? Mm-hmm. Correct, yeah. That's right.
1: There's only one person off from Marshfield in this room right now. <laughs> and that's you? <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I'm the outcast.
3: Well, you've always been generous with the time. I appreciate it very much. I'm honored to be on your show
2: tonight, Kevin, with that impressive lineup you have. I believe our guest that we've been waiting for, Congressman Stephen Lynch. Kevin, good to join you. The governor of the Commonwealth, Very Charlie Baker, you
3: ready? I gotta tell you that uh, it's really nice to hear Aerosmith on in the intro
2: there. You're gonna be the rock and roll governor? I don't know about that, but... We have Joe Sullivan joining us, sir. How are you? Well, Kevin, very good to be with you again. Dr. Drew Pinsky. Dr. Drew, are you there? I'm here. Thanks for having me. Mr. Ming Tsai, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, thanks, Kevin. Massachusetts State Auditor Suzanne Bump. Hello,
4: Auditor. How are you? I am fine, and I'm delighted to be with you this evening. And
0: now, your host, Kevin Tachi. Welcome and good evening.
2: You are tuned into Monday Night Talk here in 95.9 WATV, and my name is Kevin Tachi is what we do here is we talk on Monday night. Kind of a simple concept. We have a great lineup for you uh, this evening. Actually, wa- warming up in the bullpen right now. he will be joining me in just probably about 30 seconds after I kind of give you a rundown as to who's going to be on the show this evening. He is State Representative Matt Muratori, representing the 1st Plymouth District. How are you, sir? Good, and yourself? I'm doing Good. Another day in paradise as I like to say. Uh, so rainy besides, paradise. Rainy <laughs> paradise. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the problem. And I know it's wiped out so many of our weekends. I mean, I did a, a slew of things to get ready for the cooler months. You know, you got to clean up the backyard mm-hmm. and put a lot of this stuff away. Um, had to do something with the bees where we we had to kind of get them down into the oh, yeah. lower parts of the hive. Yeah. Get them ready for the cooler months. Mm-hmm. Um, But then Sunday, it was just rain, 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 rain. rain. I was kind of hoping we'd have Saturday and Sunday.
5: Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't tippy. I heard a stat that the the last time we had a full weekend of of no rain at all was Mm. like back in February. Really? Yeah. No rain whatsoever. Yeah. But nobody's talking about having a drought either, are they? No, not at all. So,
2: (laughs) I mean, I'd rather have... My grass is nice and green. (laughs) As as opposed, I want to say last year, I mean, somewhere around... July, August, we, yeah. you know, yeah. it was pretty bad. All the yeah. grass was all yeah. burnt up, so Absolutely. it is what it is. So, yeah, take the good, take take the yep. good with the bad. Yep. So, we'll speak with uh, the representative coming up in a few moments. Uh, following him, we're going to speak with Chris Graham and Tim Good. Uh, Chris uh, Graham-Build Corp and Tim Good with East Coast Mini Splits and Heat Pumps as we talk about, uh, are you ready? Are you ready for the, the cold months ahead? Have you Have you weatherized? How is your furnace? Do you have an old furnace? Is it time to replace it? We'll talk a little bit about it. Hour number two. We usually like to try to do kind of a quarterly Council on Aging update. Uh, In and around the South Shore, we have Tammy Murray, Director of Community Services in Hanover. And Gretchen Emmits. Gretchen, I think, both Gretchen and Tammy previously in Kingston. Uh, Gretchen is the COA Director in Pembroke. We'll kind of get caught up with them. Maybe talk a little hoarding. Uh, the cooler months, what's available for the uh, the older population, if folks need it. Activities, things like that. And I'm going to close things out talking about artificial intelligence. I have Simon Wilby. He is the CEO of the Smart Inventor. He's actually an inventor himself. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, uh, AI and uh, where's it heading? And uh, what what new technologies will transform our world in the future uh, some people I'm sure are quite nervous others are like hey bring it so we look forward to that conversation our number two representative how goes the last time I saw you was during a a event at the uh, at the 1620 hotel for BID Plymouth and you had three fantastic, Actually, John Turco was, I think he was kind of the MC host.
5: Right, he was the opening actor. Christine Hurley, who's always funny. Yeah, yeah. And Lenny Clark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and thank you so much for coming. And we actually sold out again, second year in a row. We call it Laugh Out Loud. Uh, This is Laugh Out Loud 2. Um, And we thank everyone who came out for that, all the proceeds go to the BID behavioral unit. It's something uh, my wife and I and uh, Rick and Colleen Carlson, we started this foundation uh, about two or three years ago. And it's something we believe in and really helping out uh, behavioral issues and mental health issues in the area. And uh, last year, we were able to give $9,000 back to the program. And this year, we're hoping to uh, get uh, something close to that again this year. This year was a little bit more expensive because we had Lenny Lenny Clark come this year. And, uh, and it was funny, Kevin. I was told, too, afterwards by Christine Hurley that uh, Lenny Clark usually does about 20 minutes, but he was on, as you know, for over an hour. He was. And uh, she said he was really having a good time in Plymouth. <laughs> well, what's interesting is, is, you know, when
2: it comes to a comedy show, sometimes some I, I've seen him a couple of different times over the past year, uh, one time in Bridgewater. And usually he will find a way to interact. And he he did that again with the yes. young lady... I forgot her name, but she was somewhere in the... Tiffany. Tiffany. Tiffany Cesaro, yeah. Oh, you know Tiffany. K-9 Mercantile, yeah. Well, (laughs) Tiffany was, she was no shrinking violet. She was right back, you know. Come on, he was talking about his different wives. She's like, hey,
5: what happened to wife number two? She's the chair of the YMCA in Plymouth, and she was the uh, the president of the uh, Sunrise Rotary Club last (laughs) year, and she does a lot in the community. So, yeah, it was funny he picked her right out. Yeah, and
2: it, it was, well, yeah, he, you know, I don't want to give any of his material. Some yeah. of his material was, you know, generated on the people who were in attendance, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, she somehow became part of the act, and yeah, it, was,
5: yeah. it was funny. But it was you, know, you know what's neat about that, that, that uh, what I just want to tell real quickly, is that um, when he came in, he came in close to 9 o'clock, right before he was coming on, yep. and he asked somebody to come get myself and uh, uh, Betty de Benedictus, who's my, as you know, is my chief of staff, and we went out there and he thanked us, gave us a hug. He said, you helped my brother out with an unemployment Mike, several right? months out, several months yep. ago. Yep. And that we didn't even know it. We had no clue you know, that they were related at all. He says, it meant so much to the family that you did that. We just, just want to thank you very much for that. So you just never know. That's why I love this job so much because you never know who you're helping and why you're helping them. But it makes a difference in people's lives when you do.
2: It's funny you mentioned Betty because I was standing in line
5: and she walked up to me. She goes,
2: "Kevin Tocci I'm like, I'm, you know, here. I'm trying to be incognito and just get a drink and yeah. go find my table." <coughs> uh, and, and Bears mentioning also, thanks to Peter Brown uh, and his crew, as it was an invitation from him to, "Hey, yeah. come hang out." Yeah, and we did. Uh, interesting enough, he was coming from another event from, you know, yeah, another yeah. another South Shore legislator, a pair of oh, yeah. legislators. Yeah. And um, she, Betty walks up to me, and I'm like, "She goes, Do you know who I am?" I'm like. Um, give me a name. She said, I'm like, ah, Betty. How are you? And she was so nice. It was just again yeah, to finally sweet. put a face, yeah. to the emails and the phone conversations. Right, yeah. It was right, very cool. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. She's the brains behind the operation.
2: <laughs> well, we have a few things to talk about while we're here. Of yeah. course, you're here to it's you know it's a staple of the show. The the State House Report. Fortunate enough to have. Uh, a great group of uh, legislators here on the South Shore who are willing to <coughs> to do things with this radio station, do things with this radio program. Uh, and I am I feel privileged every time uh, one of you says yes to come on and want to talk about it and just brings folks up to speed as to some of the things that you're working on, things that are being discussed up at the State house or within your said district. Um, I think probably one of the, the the top things I think we should probably talk a little bit about. Um, is the migrant issue, and I'm not sure how it's affecting your district or some of your colleagues' districts, but w- what's the latest word knowing that yeah. the governor wants to kind of cap this thing at, you know, 7,500 families and knowing that there's so many more people who are coming into our country looking for a taste of the American dream?
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having us on when when you do. it's It helps us get information out to the folks that, uh, that we represent, so it, it's a two-way street, and we really appreciate that. Um, The migrant um, issue has uh, come about, as you know, I think it was during the caucus administration, the right to shelter law came out in Massachusetts. And um, this year, um, uh, as of this week, actually, we're pretty much capped out of where uh, where we can actually shelter people. Mm. Um, And um, it's about 7,500 families in shelters in Massachusetts, uh, which which equates to about 25,000 people. And it's running about a million dollars a day. Now with that said, the governor has recently as you as you stated has said, look we, we need to put a, a, a stop to this at this point. we just don't have any more room we have no more capacity um, we don't have the agencies to even help the people um, that are in these that are in these places um, right now in Plymouth, we actually have about 20 families um, in um, the Pilgrim Sands Hotel along uh, Long Beach by Long Beach on Warren Ave." And uh, it's actually the National Guard that's kind of helping out. And they're doing very minimal things, uh, transportation, getting some food, things like that. There's not a lot they can do. Um, but the real issue obviously is the federal government. And um, I, I know the Healy administration is really putting pressure on the Biden administration to, um, to, to, get, uh, you know, to get the uh, federal waivers uh, for them to get to work. They need work visas. And there's some hope that uh, we may be seeing some of those uh, coming out next month in November. Uh, because most of these people that are in these shelters, they they want to work, and if we can get them to work and get them on their feet, then they can you know start moving on and you know getting housing on their own, and that's that's really the goal. Well, it, again, if anyone's watching,
2: I know it was one of the questions I was watching 60 Minutes last night, and uh, the Vice President Kamala Harris. Was actually asked about about that and asked about this, the the situation and, and said something very similar. The idea of you know finding ways to get these people to work and then they can be self sufficient, and also admitted that yeah the you know the immigration laws you know are broken. That how yeah. how. You know, that there's a serious problem, mm-hmm. and that you know that the folks in Congress need to find a way to
5: they, to they, figure it out. They they have to. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's a, it's a serious situation, and and it's only getting worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and the other the other side of this is that we need them to work too. There's still, even though our unemployment is is around three percent, there's still a lot of open jobs. Sure. That they would be happy to take, and that employers, particularly small businesses, would love to give them if they could have the proper papers to work. And that's what really needs to happen. And we're hopeful that's going to happen in the next thirty days. Something the bears watching. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
2: let's talk about as far as uh, anything that's. The last time I talked to you, we were talking about getting ready to come into the fall. Usually in the summer, things are kind of quiet down. A lot of informal sessions. We're back. We're back in session now, at least on and off. Uh, Anything going on with any any bills that you have um, sponsored co-sponsored or maybe even any any particular committees that you sit on that maybe have held hearings held since the last time you and I
5: joined yeah we've actually just had a hearing today on the uh, small I'm on the Small Business Administration here uh, commission and uh, committee and we actually had a hearing today on some bills and uh, so yeah we almost every week we've had some some hearings on different committees that I'm on. Um, as you know recently we had the House Ways and Means committee with the gun bill mm. uh, which was kind of an unusual move uh usually House Ways and Means is about is is really about the, the budget and financial mm-hmm. and uh, it was an interesting move <laughs> I'll put it that way uh that the gun bill actually went through House Ways and Means and there were folks from judicial that actually sat on that as well uh and went through that hearing and then as of course as you know it went to the House and it uh, it did pass um the House um wasn't unanimous, obviously. There were, um, you know, every, every Republican, all 25 Republicans, the one independent, uh, all voted no. And there were 12 Democrats who voted no as well. Um, and so it was, uh, it was, uh, it was an interesting uh, debate. Um, as you know, Kevin, we have the strictest gun laws in the country. Um, and um, there was no issues with ghost guns or assault rifles. Nobody has issues with, you know, banning those and taking care of, you know, those off the street. The real issue, though, is, is the, um, particularly like in the inner cities, is that, uh, what about the illegal guns? The illegal guns are what's killing people in Massachusetts. 99% of all, the, of all the killings by guns in Massachusetts are with illegal guns. And this didn't really address that. And that was some of the issues that I had with it and other folks had with it as well. Along with the Massachusetts Association, unanimously, and they never are unanimous on, on any bill, they were unanimous on this uh, because, again, it didn't help the crimes that were happening with illegal guns. Uh, and there was also some fiscal requirements in this, too, that never got a dollar amount, how much it's going to cost. But the state police are going to are going to be taking over a lot of the functions of these uh, registering of guns. Um, and there wasn't a dollar amount put to that, um, which is something that we were kind of looking for to see what's going to cost taxpayers.
2: So so, this isn't necessarily an unfunded mandate per se, is it?
5: um no, not at this point again, this is only the house that passed the Senate is going right. to the Senate's going to be working on their own bill, and they have they said they've been working on that um and interesting enough, the usually the Senate is more liberal than the House um so it's going to be interesting to see what the what the Senate ac- actually comes up with hearing you know seeing what actually happened uh in the house and and it was very contentious for several months on this bill um and it was supposed to have a hearing you know several months ago, but it was delayed because There was a lot of um, of Democrats that really had some issues with this, this entire bill and in the process of the bill as well as how it came together. How does
2: the untimely tragedy in Lewiston, Maine, how do you feel that plays a role or could impact what the Senate does when they sit down? to take a look at this legislation and decide their own version
5: look kevin any any tragedy like that it's just tragedy that Mm. that would happen and they this should not be happening in this country we should not have these mass shootings that we have in this country and you know again massachusetts is the the strictest the lowest rates of, of gun killings in the entire country but we need federal regulation to really deal with a lot of this stuff um, again, things like ghost, uh, ghost guns and assault assault rifles, assault weapons. Uh, we, we really need some of that. I don't know if the Senate, um, again, they they look at what's happening in Massachusetts. That happened in Maine, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but believe it or not, a lot of the illegal guns that come into Massachusetts, one of the top places is Maine, is where the illegal guns come in. Um, you know, New York, uh, Virginia is another one, et cetera. So, uh, so there's, uh, um, you know, uh, I'm not sure how much it will take into account because we've had so many of these mass shootings over the years. Uh, and just this year alone, there's been dozens and dozens of them. So, yeah, we, we again, I think we, we need to look at Massachusetts and what we can do better for Massachusetts and make them, make them stronger.
2: Do you think you look at when, back in, back in the day many years ago, when uh, they were trying to stop individuals who were driving tractor-trailers, uh, and they would lose their license in ones in one state, and would we'll go to another state, and be able to get you know drive, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, you know, it's a, a class A or whatever it was called, mm-hmm. class one back in the day. And they decided said, "What we need to do is put in place a blanket federal law that Correct. if you know what I mean, does That's something it- need to happen like that when it
5: comes to." Uh, um, guns and gun laws. That's exactly what needs to happen, and uh, you know it would be nice if the federal government followed the lead of what Massachusetts has done over the years, um, and you know creating a, a safe haven of of, uh, of guns and killings that go on. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what needs to happen on the federal level. Because I know that the, there are I, I got family that lives in other parts of the country,
2: and and when I hear how easy it is to be able to purchase a weapon. Mm-hmm. To go in, in into an establishment mm-hmm. and buy it with n- not much resistance, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, and, th- scary. And, this,
5: and this person in um, in uh, in Maine that uh, that killed these eighteen people and wounded all these others, um, he, you know, he had some mental health issues, yet he had guns. Right. You know, uh, uh, it, It's not cliche. It's a fact that. When you look at these killings, you got to look at the people as well, and that's something as you know we're dealing with in this country, uh, particularly in Massachusetts. But it's mental health. Mm. A sane person doesn't go do that. It's people that have issues, and in this case, they apparently there are there's there's reports that are coming out that uh, the that state police actually knew about this guy and he was on their radar screen and somehow got missed, and that's that's where the federal part of this whole comes in. That the whole thing comes in if you had a federal, you know. Um, uh, uh, regulations on a lot of this stuff. Maybe that would have helped. It's definitely interesting. And if you're just tuning in,
2: we are speaking. This is the State House Report with State Representative Matt Muratori, our guest. He's a uh, uh, someone who's here regular basis, just like a lot of the um, the state reps and state senators here on the South Shore and beyond. As we have a chance to talk with them and get caught up as to what what's going on, provide you transparency as some of the work that they are doing. Um, so, I know if we're going to kind of take a little delve into your district, town meeting. Yeah. Um, and I understand that uh, right now, uh, as according to town meeting, that they have banned, if you want a little shot of uh, alcohol, you can no longer have the the single sa- serving. Yeah. Or at least that... That's something that's going to go into effect, I believe,
5: next July year. July 1st. Yeah. July 1st. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that came out, and the vote at town meeting was close. It was 72 to 67 in favor of it, so it mm-hmm. was only was, was like a five vote difference. And uh, I've been at this, as you know, in the state legislature for nine years now, and it's something I've never done before, but I was asked if I would provide some um, information to town meeting members on bills that are in the state house. With regard to nips and banning of nips or deposits, and we do have some bills. Um, former state rep Randy Huntfather a sandwich, started this several years ago. On there, two or three different bills about this, and I believe the best way to do it is actually is actually make some changes to the deposit law and put a deposit on this, because the whole idea is to clean up the uh, um, you know the roadways where nips are being thrown out. You know, people get them, they drink them in the car, and they throw them out of the window. I I don't believe that this is going to help in Plymouth, because what's going to happen is people are going to go to Kingston, they're going to go Bourne, they're going to go where and they're going to Sagamore. They're going to go right over the line. They're going to come back to Plymouth, drink it, and throw it out the window, anyways. We need to have something uh, at a state level to actually deal with this. So I encourage town meeting members to reach out to committee chairs, give them information to see if we can get this, you know, some of these bills statewide pushed. Um, I do know that uh, there is a push now to have a special election, uh, a special ballot question. So. so that's being worked out now. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be for the May election and not a special election coming up. But I'm not sure how that's going to work. But uh, they need three percent of the voters and 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 for signatures yeah. to get it on the ballot, um, which is you know somewhere around uh, you know three thousand people or so.
2: It's interesting that, that not only the when you talk about the nips or the, the single-serving uh, alcohol bottles, but also water bottles. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's been work many, many times it's been pushed to see if there could be an expansion of the bottle yep. bill. I think okay. I've had conversations with State Rep. George Cutler, mm-hmm. who I think has who has led the charge at one right. point or another, trying to say, hey, can we expand and add? But you have the distributors and the, the, the mm-hmm. bottling companies mm-hmm. that
5: are pushing back on oh, We're losing money doing this. Mm-hmm. And but, but they're look, not willing. But look what's happening now: is they're pushing back on the the, the deposit for nips. And look what's happening in, in various communities. There are other communities like Falmouth has already banned you know nips as well. There's other communities in the area and in the state that have done that. But it's only hurting the local businesses, like the local, you know, liquor stores in Plymouth. that are going to be hurt by it because people aren't just going to go to Kingston or Wareham or right. on the border town to buy nips. They're going to buy everything else that they need there as well, right. and not Plymouth. The studies have shown that business goes down 20 to 30 to 40 percent when this happens in communities. Yeah, there was a day when you can, you know, have a single, single serving of liquor and a Newport cigarette. Mm -hmm.
2: Menthol cigarette. (laughs) No longer. You can't do that. Right, right. It's gone. Gone with those days. Um, Now, I believe there was, you had, uh, you participated in something that is a regular occurrence, the legislative breakfast what is that like
5: for you yeah you know they had, it was a chamber legislative breakfast they have every year at this time and uh, it was last week and they actually did it differently this year they did it as a town hall style so they had a um a, a stage in the middle of it and um it had um, uh john buckley the of deeds was up first um had some it was a pre uh pre-written uh, question, so we kind of knew what the questions any were, questions about bocce um, there was something about Bocce, actually. There was, yeah, there was. I don't remember what it was, but there was. <laughs> okay, uh, and then the sheriff was up there as well as, as a as a member and the member of a, the DA's office, and and then uh, Senator Moran and I got up and we talked about you know housing and tourism and you know migrant issues and things like that. And so uh, I think it was uh, it, it was a good uh, it was a good format. Um, to have the questions ahead of time and talk about those. But then people were able to ask follow-up questions as well. So I think it worked out, it worked out, worked out a lot, of, lot better than all of us as legislators or, 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 or uh, elected officials just standing up in there and talking about things that we're doing. We want to hear from the people, so I think it kind of worked out well. Was there, was there a particular question that, that you liked during this? Uh, the biggest, uh, yeah, the biggest thing that came up, Kevin, was about housing. And, of course, that is a, that is a huge issue. Um, you know, and, and, uh, uh, you know, we are in this kind con- of Commonwealth, we're about 200,000 housing units behind where we should be. Uh, the governor just put out a proposal of 40, point, I think it was $4.3 billion proposal bond bo- bill, yep. um, that will create another, you know, 40 plus thousand housing. Um, but housing is not just the, uh, up to the state. It's also up to local communities with zoning changes, et cetera. So the things like, you know, can you, can you put a small single uh, dwelling on a on a property that you already own to add more housing things like that um, so yeah that was that was the crux cuz the crux of it because you know when you if you have housing then you can have workers as well if you don't have housing then you can't get workers so um there's a there's an issue that goes with and the same with childcare and transportation the whole thing goes together i will say i mean i affordable housing too
2: by the way <laughs> o- over 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 the years i have attended my share of Zoning board meetings, mm-hmm. planning board, conservation, and there are a lot of there are a lot of folks who they push back. They don't want to see they want to they want to keep their communities yes. cozy, and yep. they they don't want to they don't want to see their mm-hmm. their schools to be overrun. Mm-hmm. And knowing that the more people that are living in the community is that's more taxing not only on the school system but also public safety. And people worry about
5: that. That's the problem, and that's the problem with it. And yeah. that's what has to, uh, you know that's why communities need to take um, and they need yeah. to take action as well. Grown so fast. Yeah, yeah. Anything we haven't
2: touched upon? But do you want to make sure you uh, you at least mention? before? Yeah, yeah
5: I, I do want. Every time we get together, I like to talk about the streaming bill that uh, yes. Representative uh, um, John Machino and I filed. Um, as you know, that the the cable industry is uh, uh, people right. are, are getting rid of cable at a fast uh, fast right. rate um, and going to more streaming channels. Right now, as on the cable on the KO bills, there's a five percent five percent charge on people's cable bills, and they don't really realize that that goes to local access TVs right. like Pac TV and Blammo. And the money's starting to dwindle. And decisions in the next three or four years are going to have to be made. And hopefully, we can get this bill passed that there'll be a five percent added to streaming services as well. Right, it's just to gonna going to replace the money. It's going to replace the money. That's it. It's not going to add anymore. It's going to replace the money that's there. Um, and uh, so we we've had uh, hearing on it. Uh, we've been meeting with the chairs of of the the Senate and the House chair of the committee to kind of get it out of committee. Um, we're we're close to getting it out, and uh, hopefully that, that we can do that and move on to the next level and and try to get that passed. Because otherwise, is what's going to happen is if it doesn't over the next three or four years, get to refile. It well no well we'll refile, but what will happen if if it comes to the point that there's a community that has to make a decision whether to get rid of you know, cable access, you know, local access stations or or pay for it themselves, they'll probably put it on the property tax. And that's probably not the best way to do no. it.
2: No I agree 100 percent and as you said as you show, it's the subscribers mm-hmm. and the, the more that the subscribers drop, that's less of the, the monies that mm-hmm. are going to be given to those act because they, yep. they get a percentage of that and that's their operating yep. cost. that's right it's, it's very important. yeah as always and you know if folks any constituents are tuned in, how can they reach out to you well, in your
5: office They they can reach out to me um, via email at Matthew with 1t. dot Muratory, at mahouse.gov. Or they can call uh, our office at 617-722-2488. He is Matt Muratori, State Rep for the
2: 1st Plymouth District. He's been our guest, sir. Look forward to seeing you again soon. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Kevin. And uh, we're going to step aside, and when we come back, we are going to speak with, I believe, Chris Graham. He's going to be joining us here on Monday Night Talk. Don't go anywhere.
0: This is Monday Night Talk with your host Kevin Tachi on 95.9 WATD.
4: Fall is a great time to enjoy alfresco dining at the patio at McGuigan's. Start your open-air meal with a patio sampler platter piled high with chicken wings, cauliflower, potato skins, egg rolls, and chicken and biscuits. The patio's specialties include koji steak tips, braised short ribs, pan-seared salmon, and chicken marsala. Looking for something lighter? Sink your teeth into a patio burger, pulled pork sandwich, fish tacos, or margarita flatbread. Friday and Saturday nights feature live entertainment at the patio. At McGuigan's sip on a specialty cocktail and unwind from the week as the fall breeze cools down the evening the patio at McGuigan's is at 552 Washington Street in Whitman Center and check out McGuigan's pub next door at 546 Washington Street also in Whitman Center you're all set with your Medicare prescriptions Mrs. Brown
6: this is not just low-cost copays at Walgreens
7: I can actually help you set up 90-day refills if you want
6: this is having a partner you can trust. Get low-cost co-pays, 90-day refills, and delivery from your neighborhood Walgreens. This is being independent. Together. Walgreens.
8: Restrictions apply. For details, see walgreens.com slash pharmacy. Did you know that feeling sluggish or weighed down could be a sign that your digestive system isn't working at its best? Taking Metamucil every day can help. Metamucil fiber powders help promote your daily digestive health using a plant-based fiber called psyllium. The gelling of this special fiber traps and removes waste, so you can feel lighter and more
5: energetic. Metamucil, promoting digestive health for a better you. Learn more at metamucil.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
4: Hi, I'm Savannah Garbedian And I'm Bailey Young with Shore for Situate High School. We help fund Situate High School grants toward building a better school. Please join us on November 11th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. for the Shore Craft Fair. We're located at Situate High School Gymnasium on 606 Chief Justice Cushing Highway. For more information, please visit our Instagram at Shore Situate. Shore spelled S-H-O-R-E. Thank you, and we'll see you there.
0: Download the Monday Night Talk podcast from iTunes for free. Just search for Monday Night Talk WATV. We now return to Kevin Tocci and Monday Night Talk. And we
2: are back. You are tuned in to Monday Night Talk here on 95.9 WATD. If you miss a segment, check out the way, check out the homepage uh, of uh, 95.9 WATD. Uh, go to the podcast and you can check out all of our latest podcasts and all of our great conversations uh, right on the podcast uh, page. Uh, Joining us right now is a gentleman who's going to talk to us a little bit about mini splits and uh, weather rising and if you haven't, now you probably should have been thinking about this during the summertime. Maybe even been thinking about it before school started but it's still not too late. We have Chris Graham who's with Graham Built Corp Chris, welcome to Monday Night Talk.
9: Thank you very much, Kevin. I'm happy to
2: be here. All right. Put that thing right
9: under your schnoz. There we Thank go. You. Tell Thank
2: you. Us, tell us a little bit about yourself.
9: Uh, well, we've been doing mass save weatherization work for about 10 years now, and we started another company recently, East Coast Mini Splits, and uh, they do the heat pumps and ductless mini splits, and Graham does the insulation work through the program. So it's like a very symbiotic relationship, right? It is, yep. But yeah. it's two separate companies, but they work hand in hand.
2: Right, well, I mean, why would you want to spend all, why, why do you want to spend that kind of money to to upgrade, replace your heating and AC units, right? Mm-hmm. Or your, that system, and not want to make sure that, you know, you don't have all that money going out the window still, per se. Because if you look at any older homes, a lot of times, right? Yep. The, the, you know, over time,
9: weatherizing... Is also a key component. Insulation is key as well. Correct. Oh, definitely, it makes it a lot easier for us to be able to deliver on creating a um, very warm, comfortable situation for the with the new heating system or the cooling system when we're able to do both.
2: So, so what got you involved in, in wanting to be somebody who uh, not only provide, you know, made sure that homes were weatherized properly, but as well uh, had prop,
9: you know these these units, uh, uh, these mini splits. Oh gosh, it started a long time ago with my dad. We used to do land development and build homes. And uh, I've been on this job site since I was a little boy. No kidding. Yeah. And so you mm-hmm. just decided to... Oh, so we started building new homes. I graduated from Self Shore Votek. And um, after that I graduated from Wentworth for construction management. And when I, um, I graduated from Wentworth, I was building a new home in Hanover and um, all the customers kept asking me, "What? what are you gonna put in here for the appliances and for different fixtures? And I went to, was it like Lowe's and Home Depot and some different places? And I ended up seeing, um, everything I kept purchasing was Energy Star. So we built Energy Star rated homes. Oh, excuse me. And uh, what happened? The Energy Star rated homes went really well. We started doing that. And then Mike Berry from ICF came out and he took a look at one of them and uh, said, hey, you should get involved with the Mass Save program. It took me a little bit to figure out what that was, but I figured it out. I got involved with it and we started just doing air sealing. And uh, we did air sealing that's at absolutely no cost through the Mass Save program, which includes the blower door testing, combustion safety testing, weather strips, door sweeps, a whole variety of great things at absolutely no cost to the customer. We did that for at least four or five years. And then we switched over and started doing the insulation work. And uh, we got two locations, one right here in Pembroke and one in Westboro. And uh, we have eight trucks on the road currently and do insulation with the Mass Save program. It's a performance-based work allocation system, and it really started from that. Talk to me about the partnership with uh, you in the East Coast mini splits and heat pumps. Well, recently Mass Save uh, started, or this, yeah, I guess really the state or Mass Save in conjunction with the state and the utility providers created um, large incentives and really significant rebates for customers for heat pumps and mini splits, and um, we just w- thought it seemed like a really good situation for us to be involved with and um, a great opportunity for us to be able to help customers in a more seam line, uh, seamless way where they just have one contractor instead of having to deal with multiple people, they could just work with us and we'll be able to help them through the program. Also help them with the heat loan, which can be challenging and then process their rebate. Um, a lot of times just for them or help process the rebate um, in their name. But either way, uh, register their product one great thing that we've recently have done is that we went through the, with Mitsubishi, the diamond program, and we are able to offer a 12 year warranty on, um, on the parts and the labor for the, for the units, which is really great. Now, what's funny is, is while we
2: were, while you and I were kind of getting uh, acquainted to one another, yep. and, and I, I pretended to be a show off, going, oh, I know what a mini split is. It's one of those things over the door? And you're like, wait. Wait, <laughs> hold on, hold your horses here. Talk to Talk to us about folks, may, I know what a mini split is.
9: What is a mini split, and what are some of the things that it offers? Oh, that's great. Um, we'll keep going with some of the things that you think it already has, and so then we can see if...
2: I just thought it was something that was over the door that would offer you. It, it, you know it's a two in one unit that not only will offer you heating, but also you know the climb control you can also have air conditioning. But my thought is just these are things that would normally be in the wall. Uh, up over a doorway or somewhere in a home that is uh,
9: easy access and will distribute uh, uh, in a greatest quantity. Good. Yeah. No, those are some of the significant features or some of the uh, pieces that it definitely can do. There aren't, they aren't just limited though, like we started to talk about earlier, they're not just limited to being stuck on the wall, right. they do have a couple of other options that can be a lot more attractive and more aesthetically pleasing and still get the high efficiency and the function out of it. One of those options is a ceiling cassette and another is a floor mounted unit. And Mitsubishi, has a really nice uh, ceiling recessed indoor cassette that looks uh, extremely aesthetically pleasing and functions really well so and but these are also ductless too correct yes
2: so you don't have to worry about installing things um uh, um,
9: there's not a lot of work they're maintenance free so we're able to give you 12 year warranty on the parts and 12 years on the labor so uh there's no concern for the customer on in that regard and um that makes it really a worry-free system uh Some of the other features about the ductless systems, what do they have? I'm just gonna give you a couple of the main parts here. They really have some uh, excellent filtering capabilities. Air filter, they deodorize, um, they have air purifying cleaning, Oh, there's just a variety of different options. One of the nicest features, I think, about the units particularly is that it has a remote control. So if you don't want one on in a particular room, you can turn it on or shut it off. Um, it's really nice having the ability to uh, control them like that. And, and so, folks, I mean, w- you know, myself, old school,
0: you got to have
2: a furnace downstairs. Th- this is uh, this is totally a different option compared to something like that.
9: Correct. Yes, it it certainly is. And um, I know a lot of us have had reservations in regards to going electric as well, but they're extremely efficient. And um, I also had reservations as well. But uh, the Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split ductless systems provide excellent uh, reliability and comfort solutions for for your home or office and for the whole home or just one room. And um, also your whole home... Your whole family will be able to enjoy fresh air with uh, improved air quality using some of the nano filtering um, filters that the mini splits have. Now, I, I believe
2: that your your company offers um, a no cost energy audit,
9: right? So, you, yes, yep, we do. So, how does someone go about doing you know doing one of those? If you just give the office a call, we'll be able to get you um, scheduled immediately. The office phone number is seven eight one. 924-5229 and ask for Nancy okay um, talk about as far
2: as right, so you, you do a, uh, an audit um, and, you reali- and you realize that the, individ- you know, that the, the insulation uh, may be faltering maybe they might have drafty windows maybe it's time to re- what, what, what next
9: oh, what not- should an individual do if, the, if you do an audit and it's it's very dire Well, that's great. So I'd refer to that as maybe um, Swiss cheese. And that's great in regards to, there's a lot of room for um, for an opportunity for room for improvement. If your home already is pretty tight, then it doesn't give us a ton of room for improvement in regards to insulation. But if you have a a standard um, conventional air conditioning system, then we still have a lot of room for improvement where we can switch it over to a mini split and a lot of times we can still utilize your existing ductwork while doing that. So there are two options. When earlier we we're talking about ductless and there also are ducted. Okay.
2: So when you say conventional, I was thinking put hanging one of those things in the window. That's what I was that's what I was thinking personally. Almost okay. like a full it's not actually a mini split, it's kind of a
9: it'll cool this room and maybe part of another room type of a thing. Right. Um but then going back to the mini splits, they do have a lot of different options. So I know st- a lot of people have, are familiar with uh, wall-mounted units, but the, floor, the floor-mounted the floor unit is similar to, like, the uh, old-school radiators, but it's a lot sleeker and um, has a lot more um, <laughs> technology built inside of it, and it's a lot less um. So you're talking about, like, the Low forced profile. hot water radiators? Yeah, yep. Yes, but this only comes off the wall approximately three inches or so, and it's about 32 inches by 24 inches, so it's a lot less um, noticeable, a lot more low profile.
2: Okay, so so what you're saying is is these these are sleek, they're space sabers. Yes. Okay.
9: Yep. All right. Well, go ahead. Keep going. And they're very energy efficient, and then where it has that con- a remote control, it's excellent. Where you have the the uh, the the option to turn up the fan or to adjust the temperature at your own will, and um, it can really make it zoned perfectly for each room. And it just, does it depend on how big your home is
2: as to how many of these units you would need? Or
9: yes. Is that accurate? Yep, it do, it, that is. And then also about how the, the layout of the home is too. A bigger, more open room and with a ceiling maybe would it need two. If a room like that didn't have a ceiling fan, then potentially it would. If there's a couple walls separating it, breaking it into many rooms, and potentially you add a couple more heads just to make sure the heating and cooling is more uniformly distributed. Okay. But uh, another major factor to it, like you started to allude to earlier, I do not think I really picked up on it so well, was if your home has the opportunity for additional insulation, just doing that alone will really help even your existing ins- um, your existing heating and cooling system. And um, but it really gives it the one-two punch if you're able to do the insulation and take advantage of um, the mini splits. And MassSave really makes it easy in regards to they have an interest-free loan up to $50,000 interest-free for the next seven years. Wow. I know, good thing you're sitting down because that would knock you over. It would fall right over. Exactly. Um, Who would have caught me? Well, it's, uh, <laughs> then they also have a $10,000 rebate and a $2,000 re- uh, tax credit. So ideally, you're getting $12,000 back and we're able to process that $10,000 rebate right for you. Anything we haven't touched upon in regards
2: to um, uh, Graham, Graham Built Corp or the East Coast mini splits
9: and heat pumps? Uh, just that you're definitely hitting it at the right time now if you're interested in doing a new system in regards to the summer rush is over and a lot of people, you know, end up taking action when it's uh, needed instead of. Um, before that time. So it'd be great if you are interested to at least call and get your energy audit going t- and take advantage of the incentives that Mass Save has. Currently they offer 75% off the insulation, air sealing and weatherization. A lot of weatherization works at absolutely no cost and 75% off the insulation. so. Now, well, a lot of times, what do these,
2: uh, these units, what do they operate on? Is it, is, it, is it just electric? Is it gas? They're 100% electric. Wow. So it's like if you're worried about, let's say you're heating with oil, right? You're worried about the market and, oh, my goodness, it's, you know, $4 a gallon and I have to lock my price in or, you know, we get a cold snap and how much gas prices are and, you know, they're going to
9: they're going to raise what it is and. So, oh, that's that's not bad. Well, right on Mass Save's website, there's an energy calculator that does the calculations for oil that would show you the savings as well. And oil, when you switch over to electric, um, from what I've been hearing, is a really there's a good savings on that. So that's that's really nice for the customer to see. And then a lot of times when they have oil, they do, they may not have the. Um, They may not actually have the air conditioning component, and this way they get the air conditioning component as well. And that zero free loan, no interest loan is something that uh, really helps everybody because there's other facets in regards to updates to your home that you can take advantage of it. If you needed a new hot water heater, you can take advantage of that as well and take advantage of the interest free loan. Is it, it so I, I have to make sure I ask this, is it hard to get the rebates and incentives through massave We're going to hold your hand the entire way. So if you're really savvy with a computer and wanted to do it on your own or felt comfortable doing it, then, then go for it. But um, we will typically, we just process the rebates for you. We take it right off the invoice. And then um, other times... Uh, if you need help with the rebate, then, I mean, if you need help with the loan, then we can help you do with the interest-free loan as well. But we provide you with all the information you need. So you to help build the financing out. part of this as well? Yes. Yep. With anything that you need. And then you get the 12 for 12. 12 years on parts, 12 years on labor. How do you go wrong? Well, we're really uh, grateful to have such a strong relationship with Mitsubishi. And going through their classes gave us the ability to offer um, the extended warranty like that. So... And one more time, website.
2: Folks want to find out more, uh, whether it's uh, about uh, Grand Belt Corp or East East Coast Coast Mini Splits
9: and Heat Pumps. Website? Oh, uh, GrandBuiltCorp.com. Phone number? 781-924-5229. And you want to give a shout-out to the little guy you brought with you? Uh, I brought my little son, Jake. He's
2: excited to be here. I can see that. We gave him an opportunity to sit at the table. He wasn't having it. It's all good. It's all good. Well, Chris, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And, and hopefully folks will uh, will have tuned in and hopefully you get some phone calls in the morning and folks will want to get on the, get in on this project and this great deal. Thanks again for having me. I really enjoyed it. You got it. All right. We are going to step aside. I can't believe it. Hour number one disappeared, evaporated. Fear not. Hour number two, straight ahead. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned in to Monday Night Talk here ninety five 95.9 WETD.
0: FM Marshfield, WBMS Brockton. The South Shore's first choice for live team coverage of breaking news, emergency traffic, and severe weather. WATD. Streaming online at 959WATD.com.
4: Fall is a great time to enjoy alfresco dining at the patio at McGuigan's. Start your open-air meal with a patio sampler platter piled high with chicken wings, cauliflower, potato skins, egg rolls, and chicken and biscuits. The patio's specialties include koji steak tips, braised short ribs, pan-seared salmon, and chicken marcella. Looking for something lighter? Sink your teeth into a patio burger, pulled pork sandwich, fish tacos, or margarita flatbread. Friday and Saturday nights feature live entertainment at the patio. At McGuigan's sip on a specialty cocktail and unwind from the week as the fall breeze cools down the evening The patio at McGuigan's is at 552 Washington Street in Whitman Center And check out McGuigan's Pub next door at 546 Washington Street also in Whitman Center
6: The brain is unpredictable Sometimes it works with you and sometimes it gives you a hard time But one thing's for sure Getting your thoughts out is therapeutic If you keep them bottled up, you can get exhausted, overwhelmed, or prone to outbursts. When you talk to a BetterHelp therapist, you can just say what's on your mind. In fact, the more honest you are about your thoughts, the better your therapist can help you sort out what's most important. And that makes you a better parent, friend, colleague, you name it. Life doesn't owe us any favors, but finding happiness doesn't have to feel impossible. With BetterHelp, just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist who shares your values. And it's easy to switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Plus, you can schedule appointments that are convenient to your schedule. Give it a try and say whatever's on your mind with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com gain today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, hel pcom gain.
8: C-A-Z-E-A-U-L-T Cazalt Roofing has been helping homeowners since 1927 take care of their homes no matter what season. However, some folks think we only work on large commercial jobs. That's just not true. We install roofs on both homes and businesses, large and small. While we specialize in roofing, we do all types of exterior remodeling, siding, windows, solar panels, and gutters. Did you also know we have a repair division to take care of small jobs? If your roof is leaking, we will try to help you with a repair instead of selling you a new roof. Kazalt quality counts. Let our family take care of yours. C-A-Z-E-A-U-L-T. Visit us at kazalt.com or call us today. 508-428-1177.
0: Download the Monday Night Talk podcast from iTunes for free. Just search for Monday Night Talk, WATD. This is Monday Night Talk with your host, Kevin Tachi. We are back. See, I told you there will be a second hour. You are tuned
2: into Monday Night Talk here on 95.9 WATD. Later this hour, we're going to talk about artificial intelligence and uh, how it could be. An issue, well, not an issue. I don't want to say an issue; it's the wrong word. How uh, it could be something that we're going to be watching for in the future, right? And uh, how it, it's going to change the world. Now, me, I'm a little listen. You know, since watching Terminator, I'm very wary of things that can think on their own, and I think a lot of other people the same way. But, but Simon Wilby will kind of talk to us, talk us down off the ledge and tell us how it's going to help us, like back our car into a spot or something, stuff like that. So, But first, it's time for our, um, our COA update, like we like to do on a, on a regular basis. And of course, we have Tammy Murray. She is the Director of Communication Services in Hanover.
7: Hi, Kevin. How are you?
2: I'm good. And you, you brought a uh, a guest?
7: Yes. <laughs> I did. You That's what, Nick. <laughs> Nick? Nick, Nick. Next
2: time we'll have Nick in on the show. Nick can be a part of it. Nick's giving He's the thumbs up. He's very
7: interested in AI. <laughs> Is he really?
2: Okay. And Gretchen Ebbets from the Pembroke Council on Aging.
7: Good evening.
10: How
2: are you? I, yeah, I'm glad that you were feeling better. I know you were a little wheezy. I
10: was, we, last week.
2: Last week, so I'm glad that you're... Uh, you're backed by popular demand. Thank you, sir. And so this is an opportunity just to kind of talk about, you know, what's going on at your respective uh, COAs or, or uh, elder, elder affairs establishments uh, for the folks who are, you know, looking for things to do in there, the twilight of their careers, you, know,
7: you know. <laughs> <laughs> So I can just jump in quickly, as I just remembered. Um, so the town of Hanover designated itself through proclamation to be a Purple Heart community. That's something we've been working on for a few years and veteran services is under my purview. Wow. So that's big news and it's how many, nice. How
2: many things are under your purview?
7: Uh, there's four now. Wow. <laughs> yeah, down from 10 at one point, but... Yeah, it's great. It's fun.
2: Is it? Yeah. Yes, you do...
7: Veteran Services, the Council on Aging, Parks and Rec, which is mostly just permitting fields now. Okay. And um, the cable
2: station. Awesome. Yep. And how about you? How is everything in Pembroke?
10: Pembroke's good. The new building's going up, and we're really looking forward to it. And uh, we just... Uh, waited with bated breath to get in there so um, we see it every day changing so it's an awesome addition to the center of town it really is
2: now how much of that footprint will the COA get to occupy so
10: downstairs on the first floor we're going to have our offices and some program rooms and then um, the lunch room and the conference room we'll use on a rotating basis with um the rec department we're pretty much the senior center they start getting there about eight o'clock in the morning and pretty much by three o'clock they're done just about when the kids are coming in so um and then upstairs will be the rec rooms but also shared space for like quilting and art and uh you know adult learning classes and things like that so we'll be able to uh work well lance and i who is the um lance county he's the um new rec director we work really well together we're looking forward to it we're looking forward to having intergenerational programming you know knitting um gardening things that maybe the kids aren't um learning today at home (laughs) and then the kids can teach the seniors ai
2: that could be pretty cool. <laughs> that definitely could be pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I think of I think of the Council on Aging almost like um, our libraries, and well, let me explain here. Folks just think of libraries as just an institution with a bunch of books. That's not true. There's so much that goes on in there. Whether it's it's you know programs for for the younger's uh, y- younger kids that go in and and learn about their ABCs, a story time to folks who want to learn about history or want to be a part of a book club and they have dvds if that's the media that you're still using they have all kinds of different things at your disposal that you know again that dispels the thought that a library is just for books yes the council on aging is is a lot more than just you know a place to go because you're a little bit older and you're retired
10: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, uh, we both offer really dynamic exercise classes. Um, we also have art classes, you know, adult education. We did a Spanish class that went over really well in the uh, evening. No bueno. Yeah. <laughs> si, senor. And uh, so. Tammy and I actually are doing, we're fa- in facilitating training for something called Buried in Treasure. So that will be um, our next evening program starting in January
7: for 16 weeks really? at the Pembroke um, COA. Yeah, and currently we have um, a downsizing program going on right now, but probably in late winter, early spring, Hanover will be doing it as well.
2: Downsizing, is that, is that like a code word for Getting something? Getting rid of your
7: stuff. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Which oh. has been really productive. There were people that came to the office uh, last Wednesday with huge shopping bags full of stuff to get rid of. So it's, the Buried in Treasure actually is a kind of cool program to learn to facilitate because I actually, myself, got rid of things that were over 30 years old. And you don't realize that you still have them or that yeah. they're just sitting there.
2: Oh, that would know? that would delight my Sandy. <laughs> to no end because there's there are boxes in the garage she goes, what's what's what you know you haven't you know in been any of those boxes for the past 6 months is there is there something essential in there like no just, just stuff, stuff that i if i need it
7: so for an example <laughs> yeah. sorry so i was going through a class and we had to bring something that was hard to get rid of so i brought out these porcelain houses that my friend had given me 30 years ago i thought it was 20 keepsake but right but as i'm thinking of it i'm like wow i have my kids baby teeth in the hall closet so my kids are in their 20s. I pull out the teeth. They think I'm gross. I ask them if they mind if I throw them away. They don't understand why they ha- I have them. And I actually got rid of them.
2: Oh. <laughs> See, I thought if you collect enough, you could make a necklace. I, yeah.
10: well, I said she
7: should have used them for her jack-o'-lanterns.
2: <laughs> Ooh, that's not but, a bad idea.
7: But it's just that kind of stuff that you keep. that you, It doesn't come to mind that yeah. you still have it until you do a program like this. Yeah,
10: and a lot of people uh, have are collectors. Now, you say you haven't been in your boxes for six months. How long has it really been?
2: I'm not here to divulge that. <laughs> uh,
10: but, Desi, uh, that's... Uh,
2: I'm, I'm actually. I'm currently speaking to somebody about
10: that. <laughs> so, well, we're going to have a course in January. Um, okay. But it is on Monday nights,
7: so oh. we'll conflict, I'm sorry. I'll make sure mine aren't.
10: <laughs> <laughs> but th- there is a... Hoarding disorder is now... Um, it's actually labeled... A disease, um, you know. It, really? It, yeah, it's, it's considered um, in the Department of Mental Health
7: as um, it's right up there. Because I want to
2: hold on to stuff.
7: Depends on why you want to hold on Depends to it. Depends on so why you want to hold on to it. You could hold on to it just because you really like it, or you could hold on to it because you absolutely cannot get yourself to part with it. And there's a fine line there. Huh. And the fine line ends up
10: causing issues in your home. With you being able to live there, eat there, sleep there, walk there.
2: Yeah, well, it's not like I have aisles of stuff in, in like in a room that's like I have a maze to get from one door to the other. It's
10: yeah. So that's the that difference wouldn't, that wouldn't
2: be allowed in our house. No. Nope. So you're
10: you're you're a collector, but hoard, having hoarding disorder is a mental health issue. Okay. And but I, but I don't in feel in this as in this group that we have specifically the seniors.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. So how would I know if I'm a hoarder? How would one know if they're a hoarder? I shouldn't you say really have to cause ask I think yourself. I've yourself. Because kind of, I might have already admitted it.
7: <laughs> you have to ask yourself those questions. Can you not have people over because you have too much stuff in the way? I, and <laughs> when I say stuff, I'm not talking about, you know, little cherub dolls or anything. I'm talking about trash, papers, no. clothing, Items, anything like that? Um, are you able to walk through your hallway without something falling on you or tripping? Things like that. Those yeah, are the kind gotten, of questions. It hasn't gotten to that point. Those are the kinds of questions no, you really have to answer.
2: No, it's not. But it's a thing. There are things that I do hold on. My my dad before he went, he was um, uh, admitted to a, a nursing facility. Like if you went into his house, we had to like clean his house, and it was like, whoa, whoa, and and you know, he was somebody who he. He would keep things and, you know, he had organized chaos and according to him, he knew what was in each layer of chaos. Mm-hmm. But when you went through it, you're like, mm. so, I mean, do I have that, that gene? Maybe.
10: Maybe, but you have a total, you you actually have a good outlook on it because they, w- they would not admit it. Um, and that's the issue. And it is um, a sa- safety issue. There was a house that, uh, where Tammy and I both worked before that we were very concerned about and we couldn't get um, it condemned and we're not sure you know, not sure why. Mm. Um, they don't like to because it will put the, the consumer out of their home if it gets condemned. But after Tammy and I left, the um, person passed away and Ooh. it took over three hours to get them out of the house. Mm-hmm. goodness. So it's a safe... right where where we're trying to is we're trying to stop that from happening. So
2: if somebody attends these these classes, they can work on ways to reverse that disorder. Does
10: that make sense? Yep. Chip away at it, yeah. and then hopefully st- form their own support group, like they did with the one in, in mm-hmm. Kingston.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the holidays okay. at the COA <laughs> because you know what I see. I, so, we're, we're, I, I work in the town of Abington, and we have Amy Barrett has become the new COA director, and and she does so many fun things over there. And I know that you each individually do fun things. COAs, there's always fun going on. There's always ways to, you know, to do the best for the folks who come and, and attend yep. in that building.
7: So, we're having, um, well, our friends group is actually doing their Christmas party in December They have started having it at the Rockland Golf Course, um, and they sell tickets to members of the Friends group. So if you live in Hanover and haven't paid your dues, do so, so you get an opportunity to go. Uh, Laura James is usually the performer. She is again this year. I met her at Marshfield Fair a couple months ago. She's amazing. Um, I was dancing all night. Um, And then we're also having a Friendsgiving on November 16th, but we're having not, well, Veterans Day-related. We're having a veterans dinner on November 9th at 4.30 for veterans and their families and friends. Ditto.
10: Rock and <laughs> Co- Rockland Country Club for the Friends Christmas Party. Laura James, we're actually doing on um, for our veterans... On November 17th, we have the singing trooper coming, and he's going to be performing for our veterans and family, and then we're having a luncheon right after, so. Yeah,
7: people love the Rockland Country Club. It's kind of new to us. This is our second or third year, I think, doing it there, but they love Laura James. She does almost every Christmas party we have.
2: Is it worth mentioning and noting to folks who are tuned in, especially if they are from your communities, that, uh, that there's a monthly newsletter?
7: Yes, we do have monthly newsletters. We have the Hanover Happenings, which um, you can just call the office. To catch And yep, yeah, I didn't name it. I can't take it. I know, but it's catchy. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and those go out. Ours go out monthly. I know some centers do it bimonthly or. Yeah, ours go out monthly too, and ours is called the Pioneer. And Such great um, names.
10: Everything that you could want, or not even know you wanted, is, is in, in there. there. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely,
2: and so folks know the happenings and the fun things that they could do.
10: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we also have a pretty good Facebook um, going, so for most people, they know. You know, they'll they'll see the things in Facebook. It's unfortunate because there's not newspapers out there anymore um and that's one thing we found with like well, town meetings and things like that they just don't know
2: yeah i'm going to stop you though there are newspapers they just cost four dollars and there's nothing in them
10: not <laughs> not,
7: in Pam, not in pembroke
2: does pembroke, pembroke doesn't have a um a, a, a paper
7: um
10: no. a weekly paper no. okay
7: no we don't either anymore okay i don't think kingston does either anymore it's sad because some people
10: just still really want to see. And someone asked me, "Well, what what are the articles on last week's meeting?" And so I said, "Well, there's only like five or six of them." And they're like, "I didn't even know there was a meeting." And I'm like, "Because they would re- used to read it in the newspaper." Uh, so,
2: but I, I feel as though that nowadays that, that a lot of how municipalities get things out there. They're using social media. Mm-hmm. They may be mm-hmm. losing, they may use local uh, cable.
7: Yep.
2: Um, and yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's more so, I think, or websites. Mm-hmm. Those are your, your three methods.
10: Yeah, and our, by both of our newsletters, if you go to our websites, are um, available on our websites.
2: Again, if you are just tuning in, uh, Gret- uh, Gretchen Emmett, uh, COA uh, director uh, in Pembroke, and the Tammy Murray director of community services four departments under that heading in <laughs> Hanover uh, talking about all things that are going on at the Council on Agings in their respective communities um, we usually invite others in but I don't know we kept a kind of a small group maybe maybe somewhere towards the either, either end of the year or early next year maybe we'll invite some others in mm-hmm. if you're choosing that would
7: be uh, great. it's great it? to be back with Gretchen again I know we I worked together for years Tammy's my mentor.
2: Now, I was going to invite Julie from Rockland again, mm-hmm. um, but I just I, life just happened.
7: Yeah, I life happens. Life it's happened. hard sometimes. And, and
10: there's a lot going on right now. I mean, your segue with um, the heat pumps. Fuel this year is horrible. Oh, yeah? Um, I don't know about Tammy, but the amount of fuel assistant applications we're already taking in, Goodness. we go through South Shore um, Community Action, is doubled, even from last year. And last year was high. And it used to be... Pembroke has an emergency fuel fund um, that we're able to give help to people who really need it. And it was always at $300. And last year we had people asking and I couldn't even get them to show up for $300. It was $400. So um, I just see that happening again. But um, heat pumps is a a great way to go. There's a lot of savings um, and it, it keeps your house warm. My, I have it my electric bill is down and we've got we went and got all the rebates and everything so I think that's something that um, we need to bring more information into our centers about
2: and is there a cap as to how much these organizations are willing to um, give out to folks who put in for a possible voucher I mean do you do you feel like sometimes you've had to turn people away because they simply just ran out of funding?
7: Do you? Um, There was one year. It wasn't this year, obviously, it just started. We've had to tell people that they didn't qualify due to other reasons. So if you live in a home and you have six people in the home and you don't bring all six people's information to fill out your application, Mm -hmm. then they run a report, see you have other people living in your home and that can cause a backup and yeah. So I think more so, I don't recall, there was one year, but it was a long time ago where the funding actually was depleted. Um, This year, we do have a lot of those. Um, It's also open enrollment for medical insurance for people over 65, so there's a lot of that going on. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always say, even if you're not sure you qualify for fuel assistance or SNAP benefits to try, because usually if you get one, you get the other, and the income rates are still up right now, so it's better to get in now while Well, the getting's good.
10: Yeah, and both Tammy and I are SNAP partners, which Mm -hmm. means that instead of going to the DTA, anyone of any age can come to either one of our centers and apply for SNAP benefits.
7: And we enter it right into the DTA system, so it's more efficient. Well, then fantastic. faxing paperwork over. Yeah,
10: and we we can at the same time. I do like Tammy. I recommend that they apply for both because if they're going to qualify for one, they'll qualify for the other.
2: Is that a big deal these days as far as uh, enough food for people and in food insecurities is, uh, is is that a big deal when it comes to COAs?
7: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I think we spend a lot of time doing that in Hanover. We actually um, drop off. They call them menus from the food pantry in Hanover to people, have them fill them out, bring them back to the food pantry, get the food, and then deliver it out for people who either don't wanna go or are uncomfortable going, can't go. Um, and then we also have a monthly donation from the Boston Food Bank that people can qualify for. But I think the prices of food have gone up so much that, I mean, I, I always yeah. just imagine if you're 75, 80 years old, you're single, you're living at home, you're Next eating English muffins for dinner and you know, it's, it's better to get those people to come to us to get the assistance that they may qualify for.
10: Yeah, we have the same program that Tammy does and we deliver once a week um, to these folks. I have an outreach um, admin call um, the same people every week and they will pick out what they want. Um, but I do have to say I was over at the food pantry the other day and the shelves are bare. It's not like it used to be. Um Greater Boston Food Bank is not able to provide the food that I don't know about with you guys that they were once able to do.
7: Yeah, Hanover just had a big town. They do town-wide like food fundraising, they have a shed outside that people can drop donations off at, things like that. Um, I did see a list of things, especially coming up for the holidays that they're falling behind on. But something I noticed for the first time was like shampoo and conditioner. That's something they usually always have and they didn't have any last week. So it's always good if you can donate, but I mean, times are tight for everybody at this point when it comes to those things.
10: And I know we've been going over the um, Thanksgiving baskets and the turkeys are very small this year. So um, for seniors, they'd be fine. But for families, they're only about 10 or 11 pounds, the ones we're getting. So hmm. no leftovers. No. Bummer. <laughs> I know.
7: No turkey soup.
2: <laughs> uh, we just got a couple of moments left. Any any stone we haven't turned over in the backyard while we're talking here that you want to make sure you mention?
7: I do. Um, so we have had a high school student. She's a senior this year named Ashley Stracco, who always provides the seniors with Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving, anytime there's a holiday, she gets a group of kids together and they create these awesome gifts that go out to the seniors. She usually delivers probably 150 of them. So she recently signed on with our Council on Aging as an instructor. So she's going to be doing art classes, bingo, name that tune, uh, book club. She has so many exciting ideas and I'm just letting her run with it because that's what I do, uh, but we're really excited to have her. So. She had a Woman's Day article written about her for her um, volunteerism in towns, and I just, I love her. It's going to be a bummer when she goes to college, Whoa. even though it'll be great for her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know what? She, she can't like, go far.
7: No, I hope she does. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, no, no, no. I saw I, her list of schools. Oh, you Okay. <laughs> yeah,
10: volunteers at all ages are so key to all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, Vital. To, to yeah. keep us going. And, uh I know that we have the high school kids come out and they, they're they actually shoveling. They signed up for shoveling yep. this year and that's been very hard. Yep. Not that we're going to have any snow, but in case we do, we do have seniors that need to be, you know, their walkway shoveled and uh, we do have some kids that are really excited about helping and out doing it again this year.
2: I know this might excite you. Usually, when I, whenever I gas up and test out my snowblower before November 1st, we barely get snow. Guess what I did this weekend? You did it. You did. I did. Excellent. So not to say, not <laughs> on, to say that's on the, the
10: <laughs> eighty degree day. Did you?
2: No, it was it was yesterday. Okay. Okay. In the rain, but but not to say not to say that it was the Farmer's Almanac type of thing that you can set your clock to. But usually when I do that and when I'm ready, it doesn't come. But when I'm not ready, then we get whacked.
10: Well, and that's maybe something that I'll I'll bring up if we are going to get whacked and you if school is canceled in Pembroke. So all programs at the Senior Center and transportation, although we will be staffed. If it's a state of emergency, we will be closed. And one of the ways
7: you can find out is to listen to WATD in those mornings. That's true. We Mm -hmm. are also closed if school is closed, but we do transport. So every COA is different.
2: Um, Website, Tammy?
7: Hanover-MA.gov, and you go to departments and hit Council on Aging town of Pembroke
10: and same thing go to Council on Aging and uh, it will pull everything up there that you need to know
2: ladies if I don't see you have a a fantastic Thanksgiving you Uh, too amazing Christmas maybe New Year's Nick same to you
7: (laughs) Nick's in the other room listening
2: (laughs) we are going to step aside I'm sad I know one final segment left that's all right. you'll be be smarter for it when we get done you are tuned in to Monday Night Talk year 95.9 WATV
0: It's Monday Night Talk with your host Kevin Tachi on 95.9 WATD. If you're like
3: me, age 65 or older, congratulations. By today's standards, we shouldn't be alive. We didn't wear bike helmets. We drank from the hose. We played outside all day and got cut up and broke bones. We rode in cars that didn't have seatbelts, let alone airbags. We did things that people today wouldn't dream of. But that doesn't mean we're invincible. These days, we have doctor appointments, multiple medications, and chronic conditions to manage. That's why there's TeleDoc Health. TeleDoc Health brings together all of your health care into one program, including everything from primary care to chronic care management. We even have coaches to help you with diabetes, hypertension, and weight management. And for non-emergencies, someone is always available to speak with at any time during the day or night, no matter what your health issue is. Teledoc Health offers everything needed to live healthier ever after. Learn more at TeledocHealth.com. That's T E L A D O C health.com.
2: I'm Peter Brown of Tiny and Sons Auto Glass in Pembroke. People ask me, is there anything they can do to prevent getting a broken windshield?
4: Is there anything I can do to prevent getting a broken windshield? See, there
2: is. Those big gravel trucks, when they're being loaded, rocks get stuck in the framework of the bed. Truck hits a bump, rock hits your windshield, it pays to stay way back. It pays
4: to stay way back.
2: However, if your windshield is broken, just call 1-888-64-TINIES. And
1: thank you. I'm Dr. Andy Wehmeyer, owner of Contemporary Prosthodontics. Once people commit to fixing their smile, they want a solution to be straightforward. What really makes our patients happy is that we can perform all phases of their treatment in one office. This makes the process smoother and more efficient from start to finish, providing peace of mind. If you have a dental problem for which you'd like to see a specialist, we're the place for you. Call Contemporary Prosthodontics today, 781-934-2300 or find us at contemporarypro.com.
0: Be a part of the show. Call and join in on the conversation. 781 837 4900. Now, back to Monday Night Talk. All right, we return with the final segment of Monday Night Talk. Thank
2: you. Keeping your radio dial set here to 959WATD. So now we're going to have that discussion, talking a little bit about AI and talking about. what new technologies lie ahead what could possibly uh, transform our world in the future and uh, who best to have the conversation with than a gentleman uh, who can uh, give us the insight simon Wilby uh, is our guest ceo of the smart inventor very innovative uh, in he'll talk to us about uh, innovation some of the things he's invented give us some insight. Simon, welcome to Monday Night Talk. Hello, sir. Good evening to you. So, for folks who had just gone, who's Simon? Simon, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself, if you will.
1: Well, I'm, a, I'm an inventor. I've been inventing all my life. I'm uh, originally from England, living in the States, very fortunate to live in the United States of America, and uh, um, I've created some pretty cool technologies.
2: I got one of them here. Pioneering invention of dot com. Is that you?
1: Yes, sir. It is. But I got something better if you want to listen to this one. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So AI, you mentioned on the radio that AI, you know, AI can be used for many different ways and different uh, agendas. But I thought about something which is, which is which is very powerful, which is telecommunications. So I created a company called onevoice.ai. I wanted to speak to different people anywhere in the world via t- tele- via telephone. So I created this system. It's a simple system. Um, you, you simply go to onevoice.ai, you go to your browser on your computer, you sign in, come to a dial pad. Let's say you call over to China. So you, want, you have some friends or some business in China, you dial over to China. Whatever phone they pick up on, whether a landline or a cell phone, you speak English. They receive in Chinese. They speak Chinese. You receive in English. Real-time voice translation.
2: My goodness, and that's not as just as that's not just as easy as saying I want a ham sandwich because it may say ham sandwich I want. It, it, so I mean, that's that's fantastic if you're able to create something that can not only translate language but also how it should be delivered. Am I accurate?
1: Yes, sir. That's correct. Yeah. It's um, the precise tone, the way it's delivered, and the dialect, and also the slang and the accent. It's all delivered. It's about 98.4% right now. We've only been out to the market for about three weeks. You can speak in 42 different languages. Now, we've also got coming out in about two weeks that we give you a script to read inside of your uh, account with onevoice.ai, you read a script, and when you call anywhere in the world now, it's your voice sounding in that language. So let's say you call Italy. It's your voice speaking Italian. That's how accurate this is. Wow, and, and, and the website, what is that again? It's uh, one, the number one, voice.ai. Yes, sir. Wow i'm'm I'm, I'm astonished. Um, well, I want
2: I want to go back a little bit here. what What inspired you to to become an inventor? What made you say there's a problem here and I want to find a solution for it, and I want to create something that's going to make it easier. Like you said, being able to translate you know my voice from speaking English to another language is amazing.
1: Thank you. You know, I. You know, I. I think it's born within sight of you. You know, I, everything is heaven sent. I believe that. But you know, I look at different things and say, okay, why isn't it doing this? Why can I? I'm going to make it do that. It's just making something more complicated, something which is complicated, making it simpler and much more ease of use. That's how I look at these these products. You know, from a from a telephone like a like a telephone line, dialing over to China or anywhere in the world, but sometimes you have to have a translator in in between. So I said, look, let's cut out the translator and have a direct call in any language. That's how I look at things.
2: So, I mean, what were the trials and tribulations? Because I'm sure this was something that was an overnight success, that you, you you had to experience a number of failures before you were able to have those essential breakthroughs.
1: Yes, sir, exactly. One of the big failures was people, knowing who to trust, knowing where to go. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, 100%, right?
0: You don't know who to trust
1: these days. You don't. You really don't. And if you can come, if you can get a small group of people, the people that you trust, that you can work with, and um, you keep your circle good and tight. And, and like I said, if you have someone that you trust, you know, you can do anything you want to do.
2: Now, are all your inventions AI based?
1: No, 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 sir. Um, AI just came out in the last what well, you know, you know, a year or so. But I was the f- I was the first guy that put real time GPS tracking onto pets. The pet collar was the GPS tracking with geolocation. That was my idea, and I brought that to market. Um, but again, it's who to trust? Because uh, you know that was a successful. Um, project. And then I had solar energy. I've done um, uh, video translations, which we're coming out with, and um, you know, items like that is uh, that's what I've done.
2: Let's talk a little bit about uh, AI. Where, where where do you feel AI is heading right at this moment?
1: You know, President Biden right now. And you know, Congress—they're trying to put a ban or trying to uh, bottleneck and throttle back on AI because a lot of people use AI for a malicious and vicious thing. Correct. To pretend, yeah, you know, and that's a bad thing. You know, it's—I say AI right now is just Google on a 3.0. It's what you put in is what you get out. It just comes back into different content, a different format. But if you add AI, like how we used it. For, for use, for good. Good for the world that you can help communicate around the world, which is good. But there's some people don't really think that way. They really want to go into it to see if they can make a quick buck out of it by doing something bad with AI. And that's what gives it the bad, you know, it puts a bad taste in people's mouth. And it's, you know, people get frightened with AI. I think, you know, AI it, It's going to be good and bad, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it's
2: interesting because you know, knowing that we had set up this interview, um, I want to say that uh, this morning I was watching something where, where the president had signed an executive order creating rules for artificial intelli- uh, intelligence development. It's it's interesting that you, you bring that up.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it, again, it's they're trying to control it because when Congress may lose their jobs because of AI, mm. they're like, they want to stop it, you know? But again... Good people out there are using the AI for good, but the majority are using it, trying to make a quick buck out of it. And that's the problem, right, is which is good and which is bad.
2: Would you say that's one of your main concerns regarding AI? Is, is that as how it's used, who's using it, um, and, and would you have any concerns as to its involvement with everyday life?
1: I think so. Yes, you know, with AI, I think they should put a regulation to it, right? And that way, then they can get verified what your AI is used for. I think this is what they should do. This is my thought, but who am I? I think they should use it, and they say, "Okay, what is your AI for?" You tell them it's for telecommunications. It's better in the world. It's helping people communicate around the world. But if somebody says, "Oh, I want to use it for a call center to 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 fake my voice to phone up, pretend I'm Amazon." trying to get money out of you, you know. That's way they can control it and stop it and let good people have their AI for good and then cut out for the people who are, which, which are not using it for the bad. I think that's how they should regulate it.
2: Usually great minds are, are, are those who, uh, you know, birds of a feather, you know, uh, flock together. Are you somebody who, you know, uh, has a lot, uh, your friends are friendly with, a lot of individuals who work with AI and who, uh, who have a vision for artificial intelligence?
1: Well, I don't have many friends, but um, you know, I have a good group of people behind me and I, I guess I'm the guy that say, hey, we're gonna do AI today. And they're like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't really mix too much. I just say, okay, this is what I think we should do. This is what we, you know, I think we should do telecommunications and let people speak around the world as together as one. I don't really mix with too many other people with AI ideas. I don't know where it's going to go. Again, people, right?
2: So let, let's let's talk about as far as the AI. How how do you feel it's going to be more relevant? You know, what are the different applications? Again, there's somebody that you know. I'm sure. Again, you study it, you understand it. I'm sure you've read you've read up on it. I mean, what are some of the things that you're gonna we're gonna possibly see uh, AI be uh, you know prevalent in in the coming five to ten years?
1: and you know, it's, there's a lot of, you know, AI, a lot of people have got AI, you know, um, all wrapped up and not telling too many secrets. Um, but I tell you what we're going to come out with in the next six weeks. People like sports, right? People love sports. Mm-hmm. The English people like soccer. And they say football in this country, you know, and they like all different sports. Just imagine watching us any sport in any language. So we're coming out with one sport onesports.ai so if you see a sports show and or recorded or live streaming and you want to know what they're saying in your language you simply hit your language and that complete tv sports show translates into your language so you know exactly what they're saying and, and uh what the commentator is saying so it gives you that much more and in depth into that sports you know that uh that show that's what we're coming at
2: with next. Now, I would think that you're somebody who, you know, has an attorney and you're probably searching for patents and, and be able to kind of keep this, have this something that is, no, this is something that you created. This is
1: something that you have crafted. Exactly. But, again, people, right? The thing is, with a patent, there's a lot of people don't know this. If you had a patent and you change it by 17.5%, the patent can be copied so we don't patent our stuff yeah we trademark and copyright Ah. but any you know the thing yes sir the thing is people they can duplicate but they can never replicate you know um the people are going to knock off your stuff no matter what you've got you know it's hard to control people look at a certain part of another part of the world that copies different things
2: Definitely, definitely interesting. Again, if you're tuning in, we are speaking with Simon Wilby. He is the CEO of the Smart Inventor, and we're talking about uh, AI. We talk about some of the things that the innovative things that he has created, especially when it comes to uh, being able to uh, under you know being able to talk and have it translated in another language. Who knew? That's fantastic. A- as he was just mentioning a few minutes ago talking about, you know, watching one sport and having it where you can understand it, regardless of where it is in the world.
1: Is that accurate? Yes, sir. You know, exactly, yes, sir. Any TV show in any language, real time. No subtitle. And and I mean, is that that
2: something that's set, well, again, I know you probably don't want to talk much about it, because again, you can't trust anybody out there. Um, But I mean, is there, is there, if you were to tease us with some of the things that you're 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 hoping to accomplish you know uh after after this is launched in, in a couple of weeks what what else do you have in the works that you can kind of just give us give us a peek at
1: oh totally I'll tell you anything um you know it's zoom look at zoom just imagine zoom now before oh the translation there's some zoom is probably listening to this thinking well we can do this whatever so I've created one one video so you can have a real-time um, video conference call with, ten, say, 10 different countries, real-time, your language, their language, on a video conference call. We're coming out with that. And that's five weeks out for launch. So we've got that coming out. Wow. That, and, and
2: that's that's. What, I mean. You think back, what, four, three, four years ago. Well, let's, let's say three years ago. Who knew that the world was going to change so much? And that you'd have to rely on a, a video platform to be able to to meet up, to be able to educate your 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 children. To you know, being able to talk to somebody uh, a continent away, it, it's crazy how fast things are
1: progressing. Yes, sir. Absolutely. It it changes. It's like fashion. It's always changing. That's exactly how I put it. And you know it's innovative stuff out there. You just make it better, make it you know so people can have an ease of use to make life easier for individuals.
2: But do you feel this? This is something that would is going to. I mean, myself, me and my missus, when we were going to go to France, we wanted to learn how to talk French. Right? We didn't. we weren't all that yes. successful. We tried, but I mean, will that take people's ability away to? To want to learn another language where it's like, ah, I could just rely on this, this, you know, this application to be able to kind of talk to somebody.
1: I think it's a preference. If someone wants to learn another language, they'll sit down and study that language to become vocal at that. Hmm. But um, for myself, it's convenient to say you're in your studio there and you want to talk to someone. You're doing a house deal in Germany. You want to talk to the real estate agent. You pick up our system. You just call over to Germany and you do the house deal. You know, it's that easy. I just make it different from a telecommunication point of view. Okay, is this all? Is this all web based, or do, you, or do you have, like, is there a
2: hand translator? You do you have something that I would be able to utilize to talk to somebody? Is that something that might be in the works?
1: Um, actually, no. You, there's there's many of those out there. You know, you can download an application to have instantaneous translation when you're in front of someone, mm. but. As again, this is a telecommunication base. It's just like an AT and with four translation. That's what I've created, like a British Telecom with four translation, making life simple. Wow. Um,
2: it was, all right. So, I mean, again, let's let's again talk about you know the, the future of, of AI. Uh, I mean, where, where do you honestly see uh, our, our world? You know, in the, is is there anything as far as a technology that? you are looking forward to hopefully that someone will create or is there, is there a concern? Cause people resist change and you know, it, it it takes a while before people understand something before they use it.
1: Yeah. You know, people are scared of change and people are scared of technology, but if you would create something that people feel comfortable with, um, New technology is hard to convince a new person who's scared of tech to use. So, you know, if you make something so simple that people are, you know, not too too frightened of to use and give it a much more ease of use for them to use the technology... I think that's the way to go. As for the future products, I mean we I just go day by day and you know and I listen to the news, I listen to people and they go AI this AI that and I go okay telecommunications let's crack that open and that's what we did.
2: Any, have you ever had any issue? I mean is this a flawless system that you have or or is it susceptible to having uh hiccups here and there?
1: Absolutely. There's always hiccups. I always say this is like an F1 car. We've got to tune it in from the each and every track to make sure you be pole number one, hit the podium. You know, it's a seven out of 10, this is a beta version. That's what, this is what we have. But we're, like I said, we're, it's like fashion is always changing. We are, I'm a perfectionist. I always like to keep it, getting it better. So when a user uses this system, the onevoice.ai, I want to make sure they have a good experience. And another thing is, is data. Data is extremely important for our customers. Certain people like, you know, these uh, other social networks, they use, they get people's data and they sign it to data farms. We don't, you know, and it's, uh, it, it's difficult, you know, when uh, people's data is taken and we want to make sure it's secure on our system.
2: Now, is, is yours algorithm based as well?
1: Yes, sir. We have our own, we have our own learning engine, our, our own artificial intelligence engine. We created our own. We haven't used any third party like any of the big guys that you tap into to use their API, to use their algorithm or their API into our system. Ours is our own artificial intelligence. Now, um, when we created this, we wanted to make sure this worked in China. Now, as you know, China blocks everyone from the Western world. Right. So everyone is familiar with the GDPR, the General Data Protection Regulation. China come out with PIPL, Personal Information Privacy Law. And that is a it's the GDPR of China. We wanted to have this system work behind the Great Firewall of China, even though there's a conflict or whatever's going on in the political world, but I always say everybody has the right to have a voice, even anywhere in the world. So our system works behind the great firewall of China. We've got that approval from the government
5: over there.
2: I, I mean, what kind of a triumph? I mean, what kind of a, a triumph is that for you and and for your organization to be able to in, in one of the you know the you know the you know world the the, the country that is is growing leaps and bounds and you know, is is you know a superpower, and has such laws in place to be able to be accepted. What, what, I mean,
1: what is that like for you? It's a good feeling to have because we wanted to make sure before we even come out of the gate, we wanted to make sure we are absolutely covered on the GDPR in Europe, making sure we've got all the the compliance, the data compliance regulations, following the rules of the law, and then making sure that. If we get behind Great Firewall of China, they don't block this system. We make sure this wasn't blocked as the, the terminology they use is Great Firewall of China. We want to, do, to, to say, hey, listen, do a background check on us. Make sure we're the legitimate company. And can we have the PIPL, the personal information privacy law? Give us the stamp so our, our system works behind your Great Firewall. So your people of China can call anywhere in the world now to help their economy, to help their business grow." And help loved ones connect, and it was a good feeling to have that sort of blessing from them.
2: So again, so you're on, you're you're global now. I, I mean, is it a matter of now growing your company? Do you do you take your company um, public, or do you you keep it a private entity so that you have a little bit more uh, control over it?
1: That's a very good question, sir. You know, we've been asked to go IPO with this. Mm. I'm the only. We have no. We have no investors. We have no shareholders. We have no institutional money. I funded everything, and um, and they asked us to take us to the IPO stage. We're a get-free company, and in the industry, they call it the unicorn. We have customers. We have you know. We have the growth. We have we have um, people from all over the world signing up, and you know, I think if you kept it as a private entity, you can give the actual freedom to the users more so than an IPO. Or an, or you know to, an, uh, to a to a traded company because there's more rules and regulations and more people yeah. trying to tell you what to do.
2: Right, right. And I'm kind of thinking because one of my favorite shows is Shark Tank. And hearing you kind of talk about you know we don't owe anybody. Uh, you know it's you know you're, you're you're debt free. These are all these are all great. Uh, so well, I mean, why put yourself out there when in fact if it did go public, then that that could turn into inner turmoil with the company itself. And at least you have a little bit more control as to what what goes on and and future development and and growth in the company, yes, sir, hundred
1: percent correct, yes sir, good question and you know and it's you know it's uh, the shark tank is exactly what's what the terms are sharks right yep. somebody has a great idea, but they'll take half of your company for ten bucks <laughs> and, and then they they throw you to the you know they'll kick it to the curb and yeah, they, they, it's all about money with these guys, you know.
2: Well, again, we've been uh, we've been fortunate to be speaking with uh, Simon Willby, a great innovator, uh, CEO of the Smart Inventor. Um, as we wrap up and get ready to say goodbye, hopefully we'll have more conversations down the road as you have more great uh, uh, launches of technology. Um, anything you want to, uh, any wisdom you want to impart on our audience before you say goodbye
1: tonight? Thanks for listening appreciate it that's all i have to
2: say yes sir excellent well continued success and and i definitely would love to talk to you again somewhere down the road when uh you're launching uh more new products
1: wonderful thank you very much for having me on sir it was a pleasure you got it there he is simon will be
2: our uh our guest for this show great show again we thank you for tuning in just a quick note again if you have ideas for guests uh Conversations that you want to hear. Monday Night Talk at gmail.com. Easiest way to uh, to share your thoughts as uh, we'll look to uh, read some of your comments. Uh, and again, if you've missed any of the shows, podcasts are available uh, on Podbean. We're available on Spotify uh, and also in Apple, uh, iTunes, and that's your, your way to be able to tune in and check out the show. Um, that was a fantastic conversation. I was... Thinking that we probably would have talked more about what his thoughts are on artificial intelligence and what are some of the great the great things that we we may see in the future, like flying cars or you know uh, refrigerators that open when you walk by if you want something to drink. But you know, we ended up talking about translation and uh, his uh, his company that's able to do that. So definitely good conversation to to have to have and, and chat with him also want to thank uh, some of our guests that we had on earlier. Um, State Representative Matt Muratori, Always great to uh, chat with Matt and get caught up with him. Uh, We have him on on a regular rotation. Uh, And also uh, Chris Graham from Graham Built Corp. uh, Talking a little bit about uh, weather stripping. And, uh, you know, if you're thinking about replacing your HVAC system, your heat pump... That's pretty cool. So uh, Larry's kind of showing me uh, what what we have uh, here. Now is that is that the website? or Is that you just show me what time it is so I no, know? Oh, that's clock tab. Uh, okay, very nice. Synchronized <laughs> clock. Synchronized clock. Uh, as well as but, uh, uh, I'm not really here. I'm AI. Oh, okay. Thank you, AI. Uh, Tammy Murray and uh, Gretchen Emmons coming in and giving us a little bit of, of a, a counsel on aging update uh, in their respective communities and we'll look to add more folks from um local counts on agings just so you know what's going on in your community as we serve folks of all different demographics some of the things that we chat about here on monday night talk well listen be safe and we'll look forward to talking to you next week at six fifteen p.m have a good night